Live from New York, it's unfortunately us. Starting. Last off. <laughs> Last off. Hey, what's up? All right, guys, welcome to the 54 Podcast. It's been a while since we've last seen each other, but any better late than never, right? Uh, today we have Chase Fry. Are you talking to the guests or are you talking to us? I, I wouldn't be saying that to you guys, so the guests. Because um, we've been talking on the phone for like an hour now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that'd be awkward if it was, you know, the... Uh, you guys. Anyhow. If you just in the middle of the conversation, you were like, hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, exactly. My point, exactly. Yeah, we wouldn't be friends anymore. Yeah. You'd be a social social weirdo. I'm okay with that. Um, anyhow, today we have Chase Fry and Jacob Thurman on the uh, on the podcast. So, we're just going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how do you know Jacob's last name? Nobody ever told it to you. You told me his last name multiple times. No, I didn't. Yes, Did I do. I? And I also follow him on Instagram, or I tried, I requested to follow him because he sent me his Instagram, and it says oh. Jacob Thurman on it. I, I don't, I haven't used Instagram in a while. Yeah. Your name's on it. I just remembered it. So, all right. Let's, uh, let's get into it. I actually wanted to talk about, um, like a minute in, and so far, Joseph is like a social weirdo in the soccer screen. Fantastic, guys! It's working out already. Go on, go on. Um, so, no, I was. I wanted to talk to you guys about what I was talking to Chase just a couple minutes ago, which is about you know how we all feel about um, you know actor or just black quote unquote blackface episodes being taken off the air or like taken off streaming services, um, and you know like uh, white actors portraying characters like, of color. I don't know how sensitive they are, but yeah, essentially. Yeah, I definitely. I, I don't know. I think me and Chase both have a similar outlook on like they're just kind of like kind of a race that that has happened by ignoring them. Yeah, you and can. saying that like talking about them and having things that refer to them in our culture is like taboo now. You can't is... ignore that bad things happened. I don't think people should be racist, yeah. but I was talking to Michael about this the other day, and he was basically like, there's a difference between people being racist and people just being rude. That's, that's true, yeah. Right? Like... And people are, like, rooting out people being rude now. Look, I'm all for not being racist, but people are always going to be rude. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get... There's, there's just this element of, like... The I guess call it political correctness, I guess, that they're trying to, like, instill in people or whatever, and it's not it's not real. Nobody's going to be like that. Nobody is going to constantly be aware of all the cultural issues going on around the world currently and the past and alter the things they like and what they're able to talk about with others based on ridiculous notion to have. Mm-hmm. Just talking about it sounds dumb. Well, what? How do you guys uh, differ? What is racist and what is rude? Like, where where is that line that separates them? I think um, it's a context line. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really contextual, you know. Um, and I mean, obviously, like, 
and behaviors are like something kind of like like I don't know yeah. like behavior is different than verbal like you know if if I make a joke about like a bad like if someone in front of me you know swerving or whatever and I'm trying to get around them because they're driving like bad or slow or whatever and they happen to be Asian I'm gonna make a joke <laughs> and, like, and, and I'm not I wouldn't I wouldn't do it to like total strangers because that's my idea of political correctness is just doing it in the right time in the right place because sure I'm not trying to offend that person. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it to that like like it's it's a stereotype and everyone makes it. right you can say that's part of the problem do you think of the day like well do you think that being prejudiced is only something that you could do if you're doing it directly towards somebody, like if you're actually talking to that person, you no, won't be no, 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 no. It's something that, like, if you're actually racist, it like follows you everywhere. It's like a part of your right. personality. No, the reason yeah, I asked that I, is, I, I do lived, you think okay, that's so, how you so, that's how you carry? I actually out. met some real racist people uh, when I moved to Arkansas. The the, the last two sense. years, I was living in Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas, and I worked in Stillwell, Oklahoma which is just this intense Bible belt, literally sticks, like in the sticks. When people refer to the sticks, that's where I was. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was very, very interesting. The, the amount of people you meet out in those areas, like they, they almost seem like cartoon characters or so. I don't know, it's like it's, it's a whole other world. They just, they're and like a R-rated Yosemite Sam. You they're know. just, well, kind of, it's just like, it's like it's a place literally separate from our version of society. Because it, it really is in reality. They like live by their own like, like moral code and stuff. And because I, I, the security guard for our, for our, our plant, our factory was actually the sheriff for, uh, I can't remember the name of Stillwell's County. But, uh, but basically for the county of Stillwell, he was the sheriff for 26 years. That's a lot of years to be a sheriff, all right? Right. And this dude is addicted to meth. Like, currently, he has 13 children, six of which are not his. Fantastic. His wife had them before they got to But he has 13 children, all right? And he, told, he tells us, or he, I don't work there anymore, but he told us stories all the time about how many people him and the cops just straight up like shot or beat on the side of the road because they like like and and that's just how they ran shit Mm -hmm. just how it was this dude was like 65 years old now so like back when he was sheriff it was you know simpler time i suppose i don't know but whatever like you want to say like they grew up in in a world so different from what we think to expect those people to simply start thinking the way we do. And I'm not saying they're like lesser than us when I say we, as in people who live in the city. Like you live in New York, that's as polar opposite as you can get from what I'm talking about. And there's just a... Well, I mean, going going back to the topic at hand, I mean, what is it that you guys really... I mean, do you guys think that it's right for characters to be played by actors of their correct race in reference to voice actors yeah i think 
I think, okay, well, first of all, I think in this day and age, there is no reason to use blackface because you can find a good black actor. Yeah. Yeah, like they, they, you know, that, if you have a black character, you should probably just cast a black person. That's the easiest, most logical thing to do. Right. I don't think there is any really use of blackface now in, nowadays in popular culture. Well, more so, yeah, I don't mean in live crazy. action. I mean more so in, in, in like uh, an animated sense or just in a voice acting sense in general. Oh, oh, I did hear about that actually, like the voice acting thing. I yeah, because so the, the guy that plays Cleveland Brown. The guy that plays Cleveland yeah, Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was last yeah. night. We were talking about Cleveland Brown. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, it's it's the same thing. Like, I mean, it's 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 the characters which on the TV. The guy voicing the character, like like the voice for SpongeBob, wasn't the sponge who lived in a pineapple under the fucking sea. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's. And I get that that is a very extreme. Yeah, but uh, it's it's uh, along the same line. But but like. Cleveland Brown is a fictional character created by a white man mm -hmm. for a show about a white guy's family. And I know it eventually became the Cleveland show, but Cleveland Brown is originally from Family Guy. So, right. I well, just, I mean, even the I'm, Cleveland Brown show is still a creation of Seth MacFarlane. Um, yeah, it still is great. But, like, but like I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just seems... I just don't think it's it's searching for things to make. They're making mountains out of molehills, you know. I think people right now are fucking bored because they've been locked inside for three months. No, I think. And they have nothing else to do, are. so they're tearing down Aunt Jemima for no reason. No, That's I think people actually give people context, Chase, about that because not everybody's heard about it. So if you want, go ahead and. Well, so my understanding of it is this okay maybe i have the wrong understanding of it i don't know but this is my understanding is that they are taking down aunt jemima right they're removing the brand completely they're not even like they're just cutting it off like aunt jemima's done well the character's right? gone because the company's not gone but yeah the company's not gone but they're not making aunt jemima products anymore yeah they're going to replace her with some other mascot I assume I don't. Which I think I think is offensive because mm -hmm. Aunt Jemima, from my understanding, again was a slave. She was a slave, and then slavery ended, and she worked really hard and started her own like pancake, like breakfast line thing, right? Mm -hmm. And they are yeah. pulling her because it is offensive that she was once a slave, but. I think it's the opposite of offensive. I think it's powerful that a woman who was once a slave can turn her like well, it says that said, turn her life around like she had an option or something. But mm -hmm. like, like that can that can like you know find find success. Yeah, and she like I think that's powerful, and I think that's good. I think that's good. Like I think that's that that should give hope to people as opposed to like you know being a racist symbol or something. And I think it's offensive that they would go and like remove that like they're denying the past first of all like they're denying slavery ex ever existed mm -hmm. because it did exist and we need to acknowledge that it existed well i don't we think don't they're denying that it didn't it. exist i think they're just like i mentioned they're these companies are just afraid of even calling back to anything yeah i definitely think i definitely think it's more along the lines of something like that they're just before they do get called out mm-hmm they're just getting rid of it. But, get, but, but, but there shouldn't be, we shouldn't be living in yeah, no, it's a, literally, it's a, a witch place hunt. It's a witch where, hunt. like, people can be called, like, 
called out for what on the Aunt Jemima thing? Just because there's a black lady on a to be fair, Aunt Jemima wasn't a real person. She the Aunt Jemima is a character based off of the archetype of like the slave, like mammy archetype supposedly. Um, Oh well, I didn't um, I didn't know that. See, I was told that I was under the impression that she was a real person. No, no, she's based. She's an archetype. She's like she's based off a real person. She's a cliche of that of that era is like of what you know. Basically, you know, in in households of that era or plantations of that era, there was a slave usually that filled like that mom, like servant kind of like uh, role, essentially. So she's based off of that. Um, Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So and like, I think the the company was really started. The recipe was created by a by a white dude from Missouri, if I'm correct. So I, uh, you know, they just use that to kind of like push forward their brand. Now, of course, in the modern era, the Aunt Jemima character doesn't have the same intention that it did when it was created, but it does create this 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 dialogue about whether it's right to even continue using that, given the context it was created under. I still uh, think people are just too sensitive, man. Brands mm-hmm. are brands. Fictional characters are fictional characters. Stories are just stories. Mm-hmm. And voice actors are just voices. Right. I don't think I think that like, like take all this pent up energy and put it somewhere useful. Because no offense, like you're just beating a dead horse. Well, I also don't think Angemima was created to be intentionally racist. Well, I mean, maybe not racist, but it was definitely like like okay, every even now currently when someone is making a brand, they literally look at popular culture because they analyze it data, how much people watch this show, how sure. much people like this type of stuff or whatever how many people like and they they gather all their data and they base what their advertising is going to be based on that data right that's all the people did back then that's all they did they did the same thing we do now but we just don't call it racist now because culture likes unracist things mm-hmm. so advertisement is focusing on non-racist stuff specifically non-racist stuff well yeah well that's why they're also like, you know like now they advertise like gay pride we're donating to gay pride the beer chase bought the other day had rainbows and pegasus on which is stereotypical as fuck unless you're chick-fil-a donating to gay <laughs> but i mean like i i think no it's what you're saying is true because i mean you look around now and you know like everyone's just a bunch of backwards thinking fucking dumb monkeys sitting on a rock in space and you do accept that I then they change their priorities. Did, did you hear what I was telling Chase about the uh, the Golden Girls, about what what recently happened? Um, no, but those. So there's an episode of the Golden Girls. It's like on a streaming service. Well, the Golden Girls in general are on a streaming service somewhere. And uh, there's an episode where I think it's Blanche and Betty White's character are wearing face masks. You know, like like to cleanse their faces, and they're using mud to clean their to put on their faces. And there was no racist connotation or joke about them wearing the mud mask in the episode. But they pulled the episode from streaming services because it could be misconstrued as blackface. Um, which I think is ridiculous given the fact that there was even no mention of like ironic humor in that episode. Like it wasn't meant to be ironic. It was just a... It, yeah. the, the joke was the fact that they had mud on their faces. It's a very simple, basic, you know, um, uh, joke. So I don't, I don't really understand why it created an issue, and it's not the first one. Like, 
Um, I know you guys don't watch Community, but there was an episode of Community where the character of Chang, who's played by Ken Jeong, the dude, the, the dude from The Hangover. Um, yeah. He play so in that episode they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and he dresses up as a dark elf character, whatever it is. So he goes, he has full body dark black, like jet black makeup, and then a white wig. And the characters actually joke about it ironically they pointed out to him they're like you know that that probably wouldn't fly right and then he's like i don't know what you're talking about dark elves aren't offensive shit like that right they pulled that episode because of the fact that he was wearing that that black makeup uh so that it wouldn't be misconstrued as blackface as well and they're doing that with a series of different things now that's not the only one you know i was wondering what you guys felt about that like in terms of since now that's live action does that change the connotation or is context still important to you guys okay but the joke they were making was that hey i don't think the fact that you're wearing blackface is gonna fly right exactly that's why we're addressing that was the joke Mm -hmm. so you'd think people would tune into that but no you're right they probably would have they probably did throw some sort of fit about it before it blew up and made it a big thing they probably just took the episode well the off. fact is a lot of people like don't haven't seen those episodes so you know somebody reports it with a very clickbaity uh, headline and then immediately they just assume it's racist yeah you exactly like, like so i don't know i've just because i've seen that i was in reference to the community one i somebody shared uh, the article on facebook and then immediately somebody commented it's like there's no excuse to be a bunch of racist dickbags and it's like, but and I'm like, and I asked him, like, have you seen the episode before? He went, no, I, I don't need context to understand that this is racist. I'm like, you definitely do. <laughs> anybody, so, so, yeah. So anybody who says something like, I don't need context to understand that right there, that understanding is being aware of context. Right. Basically. But like, that's my point. Like, they're aware that there's context, time. but they don't care about it. That's my point. Like yeah, people, it's... people are, people aren't that stupid. Like they understand what context is and they know that it, it matters in certain. No, but see, that's the thing. Dude. People are, mm-hmm. I don't hold. I don't know, man. I just, I see it as like, it's just, it's stupid to me that, you know, we're making a fuss about it now. Um, and especially yeah. cause it's again, like I mentioned, it's ironic humor. It's humor. It's pointing at, you know, pointing at itself and laughing. Okay. But here's the thing, like blackface exists. All right. Like it's a thing. It's a thing. Like, and just like everything that exists, once you make a thing, you can't take it away. Mm -hmm. Like you can tell people not to do it, but like crack is illegal. People still do crack because it exists. And once it exists, you can't take it away. Because it exists. What's that rule of cinema where it's like if they show you a gun, the gun is bound to go off? I, I've never. You know what I'm talking about? I actually don't. There's a rule of cinema that if they show you a gun in the movie, the gun is bound to go off because now the gun is in play. Yeah. Right? That's so that's the same thing with anything. With crack, if crack's around, people are bound to do crack. That's the gun. Mm-hmm. If blackface is around, People are bound to do blackface. That's the gun. I mean, it's it, it, it sucks. We shouldn't be doing blackface. I think it's racist. But yeah, it definitely is racist because it comes from gonna, a time where people would rather where people didn't want to hire black actors. I'm and surprised. That's what it's called. I'm but surprised we don't Tropic use Thunder it is still in that. You know? Huh? 
I'm surprised that Tropic Thunder is still, you know, even on on social on on streaming services and whatnot because yeah. people have. Which I think it's so dumb that it wouldn't be because literally the whole point of that movie was to make fun of actors who do black. No, that's yeah. my point exactly. It's but like, I feel like given yeah. the climate right now, that's the next one to go. But no one seems to really have a problem with it. It seems to be the only exception, and I don't understand why they they're making an exception for that one people when the other ones are the same. This, people literally so. We have this really like, now I think it's crucial that what like mainstream media and popular television show kids and people has a huge effect on their beliefs of what reality is and stuff like like what they think true and what isn't. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, there needs to be this like, just people who are trying to do the right thing and battle against things like racism and sexism uh, uh, or sex, sexism um, and all those things, they're, they're like fighting to get TV shows taken away or episodes taken away and stuff isn't the right way to fight those things. Mm -hmm. Like it's part of it but their focus is, is is off base they they they've turned it into like a battle against popular culture when it should be a battle against uh uh like the mind state of of people who are ignorant to to the fact that black people are not an inferior race yeah mm -hmm. like that is what racism is i mean yeah, that's that's, that's, that's the most good, extreme that's a of good it, point but is that there are people who believe that blacks are in, i've met them mm -hmm. they believe that blacks are inferior to whites on practically every like they're not as smart as us and they have no basis for that other than mm -hmm. that's what they were told yeah but see that, I, that's what i think what jacob just said is a really good point is that mm -hmm. we need to be changing people's minds not our television yeah because that's just gonna make us honestly dude like if you're aware i think the reason people ironic, are attacking i think the reason yeah. people are attacking film and tv is because they are under this assumption that you can change people's minds by affecting the media they consume but and you can but but not but it's not like that you know mm -hmm. it's 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 not by taking things away that you, yeah. change, you have to create new things to change young people's minds and that affects change over generations, which is the only way to instill change. This is a really cool thing that a lot of people don't know, but you cannot change. Have you ever actually successfully changed the mind of a person who was older than like 16? No. Probably. Have you ever gone up to someone and really genuinely changed their mind, made them admit that something they've believed their whole lives was not true and accept your new truth as the truth? Probably not, no. I don't think anybody has ever successfully done that, except mm -hmm. for cult leaders. And they do it because they, like, brainwash people, but whatever. Like, the, the fact of the matter is, is you have, to, you have to change young people's minds, and the world will change in accordance to those generations' new ideals. This whole battle against already existing shit and already existing opinions and shit that's already happened is the wrong way to take the... You have to, like, show... Younger kids. That's why I think the peaceful pro protests and stuff about police brutality are immensely effective because young kids 
kids that are like eight and nine are like seeing this on because everyone has iPhones, so they see it so much younger too. Mm-hmm. They they see all of it, and it affects their mindset. And they now now the next generation is going to have this empowerment towards or over police. Like how crazy is it going to be? Like in twenty years, when when people and police hopefully have a much more stable relationship. Yeah, they can exist in solidarity finally. Yeah, um, it, it's it's a relationship, and yeah. that's, it, it hasn't felt like that for a long time. No, they've My always it's life. always felt I'm hostile. Not, I'm not even I'm not even a minority, and I didn't even grow up in a bad area. But even I get like extremely nervous around police. Right. No, I get and I get nervous around because, them too, and I'm and white. It's just because just like just like for the same reason, people get nervous when like someone who's like from Texas goes to New York and they get caught in like a bad hood or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that's actually intimidating, and you can say that's racist of me to say that or whatever. But it's if you've never been there before, it's. It's just a it's lack of familiarity, thing. you know, that creates. Yeah, that sense and, of and it puts you on edge. Well, no, but the but mm-hmm. police do the same thing to me because, like, here's the thing: mm-hmm. any man walking around with a gun, and I know he has a gun, it's gonna put me a little bit on edge. End of discussion. Well, yeah. plus, no I'll matter even, what his job is, I'll even go a little less. I'll go a little less than that. I won't go as extreme as Jacob. Those cops have the power to just slap a ticket on you that could shatter your whole year. Yeah. Like even that, even that minute amount of a thing is like, like exceptional. Well, it's right? minute, so but then it's you, also something. Then you add you... a gun and then you have a, add a gun and like quote unquote right, unlimited cars. power to yeah. that to enforce the law, to quote unquote, the then yeah. you, you have an int- intimidating individual. Cops are supposed to be representatives of our community. We need cops, but they're supposed to protect the people of the community, not make them live in fear. Right. Um, well, again, we'll, we'll go back to the police thing in a second. But I did want to address one more thing about uh, media representation before we do. Um, okay. And my question was, what do you guys think about films that were created with uh, racist uh, subtext during the... Uh, the early 1900s. Do you think that those films should still be viewed, or do you think they should be modified, or do you think they should have a warning? No, do no, you think- this is my this is my this is my thing. So, mm-hmm. I think we've already I think we talked about this already once on, on I don't know if it was on a podcast or just on a phone call, mm-hmm. but I started watching the original James Bond's Stepfather, mm-hmm. and and it's honestly like it's hilarious because you can just see how different the mindset of people back then was compared to now watching that film. Mm-hmm. Like there's this one part where he was making a joke with money penny over the phone. He was like, I'm going to bend you over my knee the next time I see you. And she was like, ha, I can't wait. <laughs> and like, and you're just like, <laughs> I, I busted out laughing because like mm-hmm. that was supposed to be like, you know, smooth back in the day like james bond is like smooth you know that was supposed to be like yeah no you're just gonna have somebody hang up on you if you say that nowadays <laughs> oh my god if not sue you yeah that's it. <laughs> like fucking oh my gosh it's insane and i laughed my ass off at that stuff mm-hmm. and so i think things are, should remain the same because the best way to actually grasp the difference 
from then to now is to see what was a thing that you have to actually see it and you have to and you see for yourself like wow that was racist if you think that you're right which obviously you know you're right but like like when you see it it's clear to you that you're right and that you're not right <laughs> right or at least not like that. well you know that's that's a you know that's a good example i don't think like the early james bond films should be like modified edited or anything of that nature to explain and no know, one has ever brought it up as far as i'm aware but dude. not he, you like... know not necessarily those films i was referring I, sh I should have been more specific i guess i was really referring more to no, the films no like, i was just the using them as an example to like to yeah. i was just using them as an example to show how seeing them is the best way to like really grasp the difference no i agree with you i just don't think there's really an argument about those films in particular but i think there's no, more no. there's more like press there's more of a of this kind of situation with films like gone with the wind and um what's another one uh, birth of a nation which is obviously a very racist movie i don't know if you've seen birth of a yeah, nation yeah. but um, I haven't, but, uh, but I, I, I read they like I heard a little bit in a video about it. They like portray slavery in like a less like no 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 no. Kind so, of more... Birth of a Nation is a film from 1915. It's the first film that's oh, shot. I think you actually told me to watch that. Yeah, it's a film shot. Oh, never mind. It was the first movie to be shot in like the kind of traditional style that we're used to, with different kinds of angles, you know, cutting between each other, not like just play style, like theater style. Um, gotcha. And it was the main, the main characters and like the heroes of the movie are the KKK, and the <laughs> the basically any character who is black is represented as evil and like basically any negative connotation you could apply to them, and uh, the whole story is about the KKK taking over a black a predominantly black town back that was taken from them I think that's if I I might be fucking it up but I know that's the general gist. And so they successfully take over the town and kick and kill all the uh, the black citizens that rebelled. Um, it's considered a, a remarkable film, not because obviously the context is fucking horrible, but it's considered uh, a film that's that should be viewed by people that are into cinema and things of that nature because of the way it was shot. And it was kind of a pioneer in that regard. But, you know, there's a, there's a debate yeah. whether people should really see that movie at all or for educational pur purposes like if it should be used to teach people cinema or if it just should be a film that's viewed uh for within other contexts you know you view it for education on on racial history things of that nature um or if you should Woodrow Wilson it showed it in the white house well yeah Woodrow Wilson was racist as shit he showed it because he liked it yeah he was <laughs> that, that was it yeah yeah so I mean you know and D.W. Griffith who was one of the very famous directors at the time he he's the one that directed it um so you know i don't think that movie should be banned like i think people should still have access to it i just don't know in what way like i don't know if people should still be able to view it you know just like oh it's on a streaming server it's on hbo i can watch it right now you know or if it's something that should be you know secluded to only educational purposes you know it's kind of a it's yeah. a gray area you understand so yeah. it's hard to tackle that one. Gone with the Wind is a little bit different. Like I was telling you how HBO pulled Gone with the Wind off of their service for a little bit so that they could add a, uh, a warning. Yeah, at but the they're putting the it back on, I think. Right? Yeah, they put it back on with a little warning at the beginning telling you that, you know, the film was made under, a, it was made during a different time with different perspectives 
on the Civil War and its era and the way that it was it, it was portrayed is obviously more romanticized. Um, yeah, see, I think that's yeah. the responsible way to handle that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think mm -hmm. that's the, the responsible. True. But I think Gone with the Wind and, like, Birth of a Nation are very two very different films, you know, in the way that they go about telling their stories. You know, one is... Obviously, a, a Gone with the Wind is you know a romance film essentially um, that goes on way too long. Uh, but and then you have Birth of a Nation, which is a film about KKK uh, characters as basically superheroes, like they're the the heroes of the film. You know, so very different yeah. plot lines. You know, how do you tackle each one is is very gray territory. You know, Gone with the Wind, like you said, you having that warning at the beginning is is very essential, but Something like Birth of a Nation, or like The Jazz Singer, which is the first movie with sound, which had blackface in it. Um, you know, those films are a little harder, I think, to really categorize. Although I don't really think people watch them anymore, to be fair with you. Yeah, but, honestly, like, not yeah. nobody really watches those films. Mm -hmm. And for the amount of people that do, they already probably know what they're watching. Right. I just feel like people are going to react to them the same way that they do with modern film, regardless. Like, oh, why would you ever show that to people? You know, like in the same way that people are exaggerating about cinema that exists now. Um, you know, I just, I don't want Honestly, them to be looped in. Like, I don't know. Like, the shit we show in TVs nowadays, on TV nowadays, is just as bad. It's just different. Right. But I think our moral inclinations are very different compared to back then our moral inclinations are slightly different it's, well i don't think we still... root for the kkk anymore because in 1915 the film no, was extremely we don't root popular for the KKK, but here okay so i watched <laughs> this thing just the other day yeah you know how they're like uh 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 canceling cops and and like uh live pd or whatever it's called um and all those shows yeah well i was watching this thing there was a study done in 2015 about what the effect of of watching police TV shows does to people, mm -hmm. and it, I can't remember all the exact statistics, but they were high. They were like high 80. 80% 80 of people who watch cop shows believed that cops uh, most of the time did not use excessive force, and if they did, they like had to do so. They like did it because they had to. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and like, it was crazy. Even like some, it was still some high percentage. It wasn't as high as 80, but it was, it was a pretty, you know, mid high percentage of, uh, of people believe that like cops sometimes have to break the law in order to serve justice. And they like believed like, yeah, that was, that, that seems okay. A large majority of people were like, that seems like it, it, it's a thing, like that's okay. Mm -hmm. And and then people, and so they, they, they the people who um, uh, did the test, they like had certain shows that they were using for their basis. And they were, they were just, it was interesting how they acknowledged that like in cop shows all the time, like the, he, the, the main cop guy, he has to break the law or like bend the law or like they'd like address it in the show and it's like and he's like doing something you know cool or or or, or they, they portray it like he's doing something heroic and they do that intentionally 
because that's that's truly like what they're trying to get you to believe mm -hmm. is that when when law officers or anybody really of authority bends the rules to do something they determine as just they want us to believe them and so that it's it's it like i said so it's crazy how media affects our thought process but but when it comes to uh, what was your original like I'm trying to remember why i brought that up no no it's fine actually this is a good transition because i was actually going to ask you guys um if you know about the rayshard brooks case uh no, that happened I don't know about that. So that was because I want to talk about this because a lot of people, including myself, are in a gray area about this case, and I wanted to see what your opinions on it were. Um, essentially, what happened? So essentially, what happened was it was in Georgia, and this is what caused a Wendy's to be burned down. I don't know if you saw that on the news or not, but um, essentially, there was a Rayshard Brooks uh, was uh, is a black man or was a black man who was in the uh, drive-thru of a Wendy's and he fell asleep when he was um, in the drive-thru. So cars were, he fell asleep around the beginning of the entrance. So cars were just going around him, but people, somebody still called the cops. Um, the police arrive. Well, I, did, I did sort of hear about this. Yeah, so, I sort of heard about it. So uh, the, the police arrives, uh, Officer Rolf, which is the main guy of this case, gets out of his car and goes up to the, you could watch the body cam footage. And he goes up to the uh, the car, wakes Rayshard up because he's asleep and he's drunk. Um, he was drunk driving. So um, he wakes him up and, uh, you know, very calmly says, like, hey, you good, buddy? Do you need an ambulance? Stuff like that. And Rayshard kind of just, you know, giggles about it. And the cop just says, hey, can you just uh, move to the side and then I'll drive up behind you just so that we're not blocking uh, traffic here. And, you know, Rayshard agrees. He moves up to the, the side. Cop pulls up behind him. Uh, he asked Rayshard to get get, uh, get out of the car, and they perform a sobriety test on him. Again, they're being very cordial, talking calmly. Um, and uh, then Rayshard fails the sobriety test, uh, in which case he starts to ask if it's possible for him to just walk home, uh, you know, things of that nature. Uh, the cops arrest him. I forget under what grounds, but they attempt to arrest him. So Officer Rolf well, drunk goes... Well, is an arrestable offense. Right. So they they go to um, put the cuffs on him. And the second that the uh, that Rolf tries to put the uh, the cuffs on him, Rayshard attacks both of the officers, physically assaults them, um, and honestly beats the shit out of them, uh, out of both of them, which is kind of impressive, not going to lie. Um, and then he, uh, one of the officers takes out their stun gun, or their taser, sorry, and says, and he says, yeah, well, he takes out the taser and he says, I'm going to tase you. I'm going to tase you. He says it about twice or three times. He yells it at him and, but he doesn't do it. And then Ray Shard grabs the taser and pulls it out of his hand. And as he gets up, cause he manages to get him off of him as he gets up. I, I don't know if I saw this correctly or not, but I hear the taser go off and I see the second, the second officer still on the ground, kind of like jolt. So I'm not sure if he got hit or not, but I assume that he did. Um, and so then he runs after that Richard runs down the parking lot, in which case officer Rolf starts running after him. Now, Richard's much faster than him. Uh, so there's like a 50 feet discrepancy between them. Um, in which case Richard turns around after he sees that he's being chased after the other officer is still on the ground. So I assume that he was tased. Um, so 
Rayshard turns around, aims the taser at the officer, and in that moment, Officer Rolf fires, I think, two or three rounds into his back and kills him. Um, to be fair, he was at 50... What's that? I thought he turned around with the taser. Yeah, he turned around with the taser. He was going to fire it at Officer Rolf. I don't know if he got the fired or not. I don't think he did. Um, I don't how even did know if they could just... Yeah, then how did he get shot in the back? Did the bullets go around him and hit him in the back? No, he, like, turned... You have to watch the way the video is, because he doesn't turn fully. Like, he turned kind of to oh, his side. Yeah, so the, oh, his back okay, is still okay. exposed. So he shot him in the back three times, or twice. I forgot how many times. And then immediately after he went down, they started administering, um, uh, you know... All whatever the medical procedure is to try and keep them until keep a, a victim alive until the um, the paramedics arrive. So a lot of people immediately, you know, protested. They burned down the Wendy's at which this happened. Um, you know, there were people standing, protesters standing outside the the Wendy's with firearms, assault rifles, things of that nature. Um, and you know. What's so that? why is Wendy's the victim here? <laughs> yeah. All that, but also, what's like? Look, okay. Mm. <sighs> Shit goes down, man. Like, not every that doesn't. It's sound not a like race a... issue. This particular case is not a race issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that like, that doesn't sound like a race. Like... Here's the thing: there, there's a reason why cops have tasers and pepper spray and guns, and that's mm -hmm. because people are like dangerous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and I'm not saying there weren't better ways to handle the situation, but mm -hmm. every human being, even the dumbest motherfuckers that exist, could sit here and tell you what they could have done differently after it. Mm -hmm. When you're in, yeah. when you're in a situation, you just you you make the the decisions as they come to your mind. You don't have as much time to sit there and think about what every consequence could be. He pulled his taser, said, "I'm going to tase you," trying to get the man to stop. Yeah, Clearly it sounds like the it. cops were trying to get him to stop, but they are trained to, like, you know, when when someone's being belligerent like and that it, for it, so it, long, they're the trained point, to, sh to shoot them. Yeah, mm -hmm. and by the point of where he shot him, this is what this, this is the difference, is that when he was going to tase him, he was a man they were just trying to arrest for drunk charge, drunk driving. They would have released him in 24 hours. Yeah. That's, well, that's, and that's the do. problem. That's the problem because in, you release them in 24 hours. there was an article that came out that uh, stated tried to kind of give clarification as to why Richard acted like that, besides the fact that he was drunk. Um, and apparently, he had been arrested or he had been incarcerated prior to this, and he was already re he had been released. I think because of the COVID cases, or I'm not entirely sure why, but he had been released. And apparently there was a stipulation that if he got caught on a DUI, he'd immediately be incarcerated again. And until well, you know what it sounds like to me. Okay. You know what it sounds okay. like to me. It so sounds then... like this guy's a dumbass. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna give pity to a man just because he got shot for doing. I think dumb out of shit. all the people that we should be trying to represent, it's I'm gonna not I'm gonna guy. rein in what Jacob said a little bit. Mm -hmm. okay, I think okay. out of all the people that we should be trying to represent, like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and whoever, right? Mm -hmm. Out of all those people, this is not the guy. This is not the guy. No. Like, I'm sorry. Those it doesn't matter if he's... Like they tried it, their best, and it, it sounds like he tried his best to get away. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, or purple. 
if you're being belligerent intentionally to police and, and you're not supposed cops, to like, and tasing cops and fighting them and it sounds like they gave him warning i mean i'm not like no i know he had you know plenty obviously of i'm just hearing it from you yeah, yeah. but if like mm. it doesn't matter the color of your skin like if you get shot because you're being belligerent mm -hmm. then I agree like, that he that Rayshard definitely was doing he was being fucked up and he definitely wasn't wasn't doing the right thing here. I agree with you. My question the question I pose is what do you think should have been done? Do you think cuz I don't believe that he should have been killed, but I don't really know what else could have been done cuz obviously Rayshard was running away here's, faster yeah, than the Here's the difference. Here's the reason why he shot him is because it's mm -hmm. actually not impossible for people to survive gunshots. Did he die? Did Rayshard die? Yeah, yeah. he died. He died. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's not impossible for people to survive gunshots, like, and 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 second of all, he was going he was going to get away with what he just did. Mm -hmm. That's what the cop had to had to sit there and figure out. Yeah, who mm -hmm. was chasing him, and Rayshard was fifty like fifty feet away. Mm -hmm. He's fifty feet Roughly. away, and so if, even if Rayshard had fired the taser, tasers only have a range of twenty-five feet. But I don't think the yeah, cop really like, could yeah, have known. Like that. Yeah. But but either way, like he it, couldn't it, tell the really distance. Well, the cop really should have known the yeah. length of his taser. Yeah, yeah. How far his taser? No, I think he knows how much his taser fires. Know. I just don't really think that when you're in a situation like that where your adrenaline. Yeah, is yeah, rushing, yeah. It's not your first thought. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. But I so. think that. What could have been done differently? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I he think he could have actually tased Rayshard. I he should have. He the, could have stopped after one warning and just actually tased. I think the mm -hmm. cop needs better training because it sounds like Rayshard got that taser off him pretty quick. Yeah, the thing is, I think both. Yeah. I don't know if well, only one officer had a taser on them or if uh, Rolf had an, another taser on him as well. Um, I'm not entirely sure because I think when Rolf was chasing after Rayshard, he did have a taser in hand. But then I think he switched to the pistol when Rayshard turned to fire the taser at him. Here's, here's the thing: is that yeah. like it's really hard to determine mm -hmm. because they're like, you know, they're banning the chokeholds now and stuff like that. Which mm -hmm. honestly, I think is fine. Like that's a good, yeah, that's a good first step in the direction of, of less br brutal police. Mm -hmm. um, but but at the same time, like this is a perfect situation of where. An arm bar or 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 a choke hold would have been very effective. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, or, to or be no, fair, like, they try. I'm sure the they least, tried because the they struggled on the floor. Like it's yeah. better than being shot or tased. Right. I think. That, so I don't know. I but know given the fact that Rayshard was drunk as shit and he was still able yeah, to get the shit. Yeah, dude, it's really out of hard. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't shot a whole lot of pistols. I assume it was a pistol, a sidearm. Yeah. Um, I think you shot on the fucking sniper or anything. Yeah, no, I don't think that. <laughs> but, uh, but it's it is while running and and or or just after running and the guy's fifty feet away, like that's a relatively difficult shot to make accurately as well. Yeah. Like I I've, I've shot pistols a few times. I, I'm I'm not not an expert or anything but it's, it's harder than you think to shoot something with a gun no no if you especially watch, a pistol. If i think what videos, happened i doesn't... think what happened is tragic like i don't mm. i'm not trying to say that that's not like it yeah, doesn't suck he that, to die. he didn't yeah. deserve to die no one deserves to die like that right yeah. especially because he's just asleep it doesn't sound it doesn't sound racially motivated but i think out of all the things that are going on all right the now. things that are going on right now that should not be the 
the defining. It just sounds case. like a bad situation uh, yeah. that's getting dragged into a bigger cause. Yeah, yeah because I don't think it was a race yeah. issue, and some people are making it that. You know, a lot of people are really in defense of Brooks, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel upset that he was killed, uh, but it def and it definitely does say that maybe you know obviously officers have to be trained better for situations that are this specific. But I don't think that it's a it's a race issue, and I don't think you should have they should have burned down a Wendy's, and I don't think Rayshard Brooks should really be like the poster boy for this kind of yeah, no, he definitely is not a no, murder of any kind. Yeah. I don't think so either, because mm -hmm. the fact is, like with George Floyd, right? Yeah. he was an ex-convict. They was just... doing exactly what he was told not to do, and he got caught red-handed by the police, and he tried to hurt them and get away. Wait, yeah, yeah. George Floyd? No, 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 Rayshard, no, no. Rayshard. Rayshard. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. But with George Floyd, right? Yeah. That dude yeah. did nothing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like they just they just killed that dude. That's yeah, no, that, that's, that, 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 that is way, and they killed that way that man in a different way than Rayshard, which is also a little bit they didn't shoot. Well they yeah, the dude had his knee on George's yeah. neck for like nine minutes. Like which that. is way more like yeah, which is way more like uh, No, that's that's just, a psychopath right there. Even even if you would have shot him, that doesn't make it okay. No, it doesn't yeah. make it okay. But like, like what he did is like mm -hmm. different. It was just cruel. Yeah, it was like, it was he basically strangled him. Like when, okay, like when you're watching a cop show and someone gets shot, you're like, Oh, that's that's murder. Mm -hmm. But when someone strangles somebody, that's like Yeah. That's like that's how you know it's a psychopath. It's like a serial killer. I just think it's, I think it's, I don't think this Rayshard case should be, like, qualified as the same thing. That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. I just, yeah, I agree I, with think you. I just, yeah. I think that the specifics are, just make you, if you really read the case and watch the videos, it's, it, it is, I think, easier to make up your mind on who was at fault here and who wasn't. Or, you know, they both had faults on each side. But, you know, it kind of, it tells, it, it's a, it's a clearer picture if you watch the videos. I think the problem is most people that are, you know, kind of uh, protesting his death have not really watched the videos. They've just read the headlines and have created. Well, I also think that. I also think they're getting caught up in the the hysteria of things. Yeah. So, so they sort of go like, "Oh, another black man died. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. The police are doing it again. They're not well, investigating. Honestly, that, was my not... that was my immediate assumption. You know, when I read that Rayshard had died when that article first came out, I'm like, fuck, really? Again? Like, I was kind of pissed. And then I watched, I was, I was fucking furious because I, it was also right after I had attended the, the protest. And then I watched the videos and it found, I found myself in a position of like, I don't know if I can support, you know, Rayshard's case in this. No, yeah. Well, also, white drunk people die from the police all the time. Yeah. Because they're being belligerent. Yeah. And also, I, I also. So it's not a race thing. After after thinking about it, so when I uh, so the problem is is that it sounds like Ray. What was his name again? Rayshard. Rayshard. Yeah, Rayshard. Sounds like Rayshard freaked out because he knew he was doing exactly what was going to get him back in jail. Like he got caught, mm -hmm. and we all panic when we get caught doing something we know we're not supposed to do. Yeah. So, in all reality, if the manager of the, the Wendy's had just gone out to the man sleeping in the fucking drive and said, hey, you need to, can you, like, and, and seen that the man was drunk, just been like, go park your car, like, over in the thing, and been like, you want some water? And giving him some water, and let him sleep in the parking lot. 
Right. I think the, the main problem with this whole thing was the fact the, that the cops. The were whole called. problem with this whole thing is that people call the police mm -hmm. in for things like a dude sleeping in a drive-through. Right. Like what the fuck is like like it's really not that big of a. So when I was in uh, high school, I took a psychology class, mm -hmm. and we watched this video where they were doing this test in Central Park, and they had these white kids. They got like white teenagers. They they had them beat a car with baseball bats and spray paint it and vandalize it in the middle of the park. All right, to see how many people would call the police. Like they did it in broad daylight. And people like actually like saw them doing it and like made jokes like, don't do that to my car and shit like that. And they were like, like, like those kids were just good neighborhood kids having some good old fashioned fun, like, like nothing. And so, and then they were gonna do the same test with a group of black kids, all right? Mm -hmm. But while the white kids were beating their car and spray painting and vandalizing, the other kids, the black kids, were sleeping in their car waiting for their turn. And they had four people call the cops on them when only one person called the cops on the white kids. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, well, that's my point. Like, the people, you know, those fucking people had no idea. Like, they didn't have a, 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 any common sense with dealing with a situation like that. The dude was yeah, sleeping. He wasn't committing a crime. He wasn't doing anything. Yeah, we need to. Well, I mean, he was committing a crime. Well, he was but let's drunk, be honest. Like, but, you know. I drove, drove to get food the other night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be admitting that. <laughs> yeah, hey, um, have that one. Have that. <laughs> okay. No, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> if everyone in the goddamn world hasn't drunk, drove at least once, or did something, I they shouldn't be doing. Don't well. condone Jacob. I don't condone it. The, the, but it's, the, this podcast does not share the same views as all the people present on this podcast. Okay. No, I'm not condoning drunk driving. But Jacob Thurman is speaking is hypothetically. It doesn't make you a criminal. It doesn't make you... Like, it's just something you shouldn't do. Jacob no, drunk drove and then he lost both of his legs, so that's why you shouldn't drunk drive. It's okay if you say you no. drunk drove as long as there's a lesson. I got my food and I made it home and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Without any legs. Which sounds fantastic. I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it, that case alone, you know, it's just complicated to really, you know, filter out what was done. I think, I think it's, a, I really think what, we, what people need to do or what, what needs to happen mm -hmm. is that people need to be less involved in this grander battle against systemic racism. And they need to be more involved with it in their own community. If everybody got involved in their own community, the problem would solve itself because every community took fucking care of it. Mm -hmm. And there'd be no reason to take this giant fucking battle against media and... and it's... Hmm. We're just we're running around with like a chicken with its head cut off dumb shit without thinking about it right because we're angry well, i know now now you know going forward when every down, single police if case all, if we all just got more involved like if, if that manager had simply gone out and checked on that man and not assumed it was an issue for the police mm -hmm. well i don't think we know who and, called the police and, but i'm assuming it was somebody you know, yeah it was somebody working probably but even if, or if anybody if even just a random like bystander had gone and checked on the person like, everyone just drove around him and nobody thought, like, what if he had a fucking stroke and was dying? Right. 
Well, it was it was also partial. That probably like, was like, the like, only race aspect like, like, of that case. You know, somebody they were probably prejudiced. What if, but. That's what I'm saying. It's not good to argue the what is, but given the context of how that situation ended up and the fact that the police were called on him, it seems like it, that was race-motivated. But that wasn't, you know, the, the what the officers did was not race-motivated. What I'm saying is the was, getting yeah, to that no, point but was. Possibly, I mean, that, that's, yeah, that, mm -hmm. that's for sure a possibility, but at the same time, mm -hmm. like, I mean, I don't know where in Georgia did this happen? Like, I mean... I think in Atlanta. I mean, Let me check. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to be racist too, but like. Yeah, it's Atlanta. It happened in Atlanta. Yeah. I'm just. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we should. Racism. Or so I. I was listening to this thing earlier. Also, basically, this person saying, like, we've just been saying all this stuff that like racism is the cause of this and the cause of that and like. I don't think racism is the issue that people think it. like it's simply just a, an ignorance issue issue with people not being aware of it. right it's all it's it's just like just like how people like have you ever met someone who believed in a pagan religion uh i grew up in and i in, in new york i feel like you might but but here, no, no, you'll never find that. And but I lived in Washington State for a little bit when I was younger, and I think it was one of Aunt Becky's friends when Aunt Becky was in college. Loud, and uh, and one of her friends worshipped a pagan religion. And it was the dumbest shit I ever heard of. It was like some giant fish would swim down from the moon and, and <laughs> fucking piss on the forest and give it good like vibes or some shit like that like it was some total dumb bullshit that people believed in the 1300 and so it's people will believe anything if they're not proven the truth you know like mm -hmm. like the problem is is people who are actually racist believe that they're right and that's what needs to change. And this battle against systemic racism isn't going to fix anything. I don't even think there is a whole lot of systemic racism. I think... Yo, Jacob? I think we lost him. Oh, boy. He said, I think, and those were his last words. Rest in peace, man. Well, all right. If, uh, considering that he went off, uh, and I can't hear him anymore, um, this has been the 54 podcast. <laughs> it's going to end on a very sour note. Um, but I mean, yeah, you know, we're, we're like an hour in, I believe at this very moment. Yeah, almost. Um, so, you know, we didn't do terribly, <laughs> I'd like to think. Um, anyhow, guys, uh, I want to thank everybody who tuned in to watch and is actually, you know, taking, is actually invested in our discourse and, and everything that we, uh, we talk about. Um, we'll probably see you guys again next week. We might do an episode, uh, later this week again, 
uh, before our usual Wednesday setup. Um, so just keep watching, keep tuning in. Remember to subscribe to not only the YouTube channel, but also check us out on Spotify, iTunes. Is it still called that? Uh, uh, the Play Store podcast, as well as Google's own podcast app, which you can also find us on there. Um, again, thank you guys for watching and listening, uh, and we will see you guys again later.